you're that so you drink anyone maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage you maybe you're acting too smart you're a boss i just don't understand why you don't have no money i would marry you you're a tequila you're lover you're not you're a party you you're, you're the chargers number one fan of Hey girl, welcome back to your Such a Catch. I'm Erin. I am excited about today's episode. Life can just be a trip. Sometimes you just meet someone in a random way and the next thing you know, you're confiding in one another, you're bouncing scenarios off one another, and really just supporting each other through the highs and lows of life. I found that friendship with Matt Scraby. Our conversation today is very similar to if we were just talking things through on our own. You just happen to be a fly on the wall. There are a lot of reasons I dislike the internet, but there are a few reasons why I love the internet, and that is connecting with other people I might not have the opportunity to connect with. So I'm at Scraby. Like, do you even remember how we met, Scraby? Because I'm pretty sure I slid in your DMs or vice versa. (laughs) I think actually, I'm trying to remember now, but you're right. It was something like you did one of those quick reactions on Instagram to one of my stories. It was like a clap or something I posted. And uh, and then I clicked on your profile and I saw that you were putting up things of finding people on Tinder and uh, butthole and stuff. And so I posted to you. I think it's really cool that you're doing this. And then that that's where the friendship was born. It, it was. And then it was kind of funny because we just kind of kept in touch. And I remember also like connecting with you. We chatted on the phone when I was like on a trip once to Sacramento. Do you remember that? I was in I Sacramento. Do. I distinctly remember. And I was like, this is so funny. But it's amazing because I love the fact that social media, the internet can bring people together. But Undenounced to you. That's not the right word. What's the right word? Denounced? Now I feel like I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Undenounced to you. Undenounced to you. I had been following you for a while, though, and I felt like I knew you already because I used to listen to your podcast and I wish I still was, which I've already shared. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is funny. So I think a lot of people feel that way about me, too, is they, you know, you listen, you share... And you kind of feel like you know that person's life. So since I haven't necessarily gotten to talk to you, like what's going on in the world of Scraby? Like, mm. tell me, tell me. I want all the all the juicy details and tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, what's going on in the world of Scraby is uh, just like everyone else. It's very crazy. This world, 2020 has been maybe the worst year of human's existence, it seems like, because... We started off with Kobe Bryant passing away and his daughter Gianna. And that seems like maybe 10 years ago. I'm not kidding. It seems like so long ago. It doesn't even seem like the same year. And and it just happened six months ago. And then we got the coronavirus stuff, which made a lot of changes in my life. Because I work for a radio station in San Diego, 97.3 The Fan. And we had to lay off a bunch of people. So I went from having a support staff of two to no one. And I'm doing everything now. I'm lucky to have a job for sure. And it's just been, and in the last couple of weeks with everything that's happened with the protests and, and it's just been a really action packed, emotional, mm-hmm. strange year. Yeah. I would totally agree with you. I keep telling myself there is no way the second half of 2020 can get any worse, but I- yeah. I'm just it, being it hopeful. It might. It might. You never know. Like, I saw the other day on Twitter that a, a, a monkey stole COVID samples from a lab and broke out and were running around like some foreign country. I'm like, what else can happen in 2020? <laughs> yeah. like, I wouldn't put it past this year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I am happy to, uh, I, like you were saying about connecting with people and everything on social media, I think that's been the easiest way for us to connect in this last four months when everybody's been stuck inside and everything. And it's weird to say, I was telling my friend the other day, I have a lot of online friends and Mm -hmm. maybe like five years ago, that would be, that would be really dorky and Mm -hmm. lame. But now I feel like everybody has online friends and I feel like it's, it's awesome to be able to connect with anyone you can and anyone you really want to. 
So I'm glad that, I mean, that's how we found each other. And I remember Snaffling Queen was like your, your Insta name. And I remember now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, what the heck is a Snaffling Queen? <laughs> so nobody ask. ever knows. Yeah, nobody ever knows. But yeah, so I have I have two Instagrams. I have that one, which is kind of how I started going down this path of, you know, talking about dating and relationships. And then I have my, obviously my, you're such a catch one. But yeah, I, so it was, I got that because there was a time when everybody was passing around on Facebook. This is a few years ago. Those like e-cards. Mm, you yes, know what I'm talking about? I those do. e-cards? Yes. So so everybody was sending me the same e-card, which is like snuffling, you know, you laugh, you snort, then you laugh, you know, or yeah, again, yeah. and then you laugh so hard you snort or whatever. And uh-huh. so I was like, oh, I'm like the snuffling queen because <laughs> that's me because I snort when I laugh. So yeah, self-proclaimed. And then I just kind of like rolled, you know, went with it. I, so. Yeah. I thought it was pretty hilarious actually. Once I found out why I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I, and it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. appreciate people that come up with uh, it, it, like different names and that was definitely uh-huh. different. So it, it, it drew my attention to your account. Yeah. Well, it's funny too, because I don't ever refer to you by your, your first name. Not many people do. I mean, you, you were saying that you kind of felt like you knew me. And that's something that's kind of new for me because before I got into radio, before I became a producer and everything, I was working in marketing. I was working in a uh, company where I travel like 35 weeks a year. I know normally you travel a lot, so you kind of understand how tough it can be. But yeah. I, I was going around the country and then just decided to get into radio. I kind of just quit. I got an internship with a radio station in San Diego, Rock 105.3. For the show that I listened to for years and years and years. And it was kind of surreal to be working for that show. And so I was still doing that. I was still working 40 hours a week marketing. And then I was doing a free internship for the radio station. I would get home from Boston. I don't know where I'm going with the story, but I would get home from Boston like on Thursday night at midnight and then be at the radio station at 5 a.m. for my internship. So that's how much I loved it. And then one day I was just like so sick of my job. I just quit. No job lined up. Just No way. I didn't know this. Yeah. Unpaid internship. And I just, you know, four years of my life, I just said it's time to switch gears. I was 28. I felt Uh like it was getting to the point where I needed to switch gears if I was going to switch gears. So I did. And seven years later, here I am. And it was the best thing I've ever done. And so you listened to me through the show a little bit, maybe, but mostly through the podcast. Yeah. I mean, so I listened to the same morning show for at least 10 years. And so, yeah, so I had kind of like come up the ranks with it. And so (laughs) then when, you know, things changed and, you know, Ashley moved on to do her own thing Mm -hmm. I was like oh I mean you know she was one of the main reasons why I listened like I just felt like I always like had a connection you know with her and really Mm -hmm. enjoyed you know like her voice I I tried to listen after and I was like yeah it wasn't really the same you know (laughs) and so then when she started the podcast I was like oh well this is great I can you know continue to listen so yeah I mean I I definitely followed and you guys kind of like evolved and you know kind of switched gears a few times but I definitely enjoyed and I feel like you know it was like a consistent part of my life and and now I'm missing it. So that's my <laughs> shameless plug to get you behind the mic again, which is also kind of why we're here. But I think too, like, it's funny, you and I have connected, you know, quite a bit, each, giving each other advice, like dating mm-hmm. advice or just, you know, just talking about life in general and how difficult it can be sometimes to put yourself out there. And so what I find interesting about you, and and I think I'm noticing this about myself even this week, is that sometimes our perception of ourselves is vastly different than what other people see. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you and I in our discussions have been very open sharing our weaknesses, you know, sharing things and, and opportunities where we could you know, be better. Yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> and and one thing I've really appreciated about our conversations too are like you're not afraid to talk about you know seeking help or you know doing what's necessary, I guess, to be a better person and to be a better version of yourself. So, how did that come about? Were you always so self reflective? Kind of what brought that on? I was definitely not always self 
reflective. I have been, I have been sober now for, or I, I've been, you know, alcohol free, which is what really got me in trouble was, was alcohol. It was really a bad thing in my life. And I have done that for over three and a half years now. That's when I became self-reflective because I didn't even know who I was before. There's two me's. There was a, the old me and then there's the new me. And I really liked the new me better, but I, I've really enjoyed looking into myself and trying to improve every day. Cause I feel like before I stopped drinking, I learned a lot about the ego and the ego, mm. even though I, I felt like I didn't have an ego, everybody has an ego and everybody thinks that something's better than them or, or you know, you, they're better than something, which I originally seeking help was, I was better than that. But once I kind of sat down and realized that talking to people, and discovering things about yourself is only going to help me. That's when I really allowed everything to come into my life. And I encourage everyone, and I've encouraged you even to, to be more open and to, to not hide things from people. And, and sure, there are some things that you don't need to talk about with everyone. But when you're feeling down or you need advice or something like that, it, it is hard to reach out to someone for advice. It really is. But if you just do it and, and you listen to what they say and you try to make it a part of your life, then I think you can be better for it. And you always have to be better. I'm continuing to improve every single day. And I think since we've met, I think I've improved in, in certain aspects. Oh, of my for life. sure. For yeah. sure. So. Yeah. I remember we would have conversations and you would constantly be apologizing. And, <laughs> and I would get so mad at you because I was like, don't apologize. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really like apologizing. I, I, I don't know like how to explain it because I did, I did say sorry all the time. And I felt like, because back to you knowing me before I knew you, you knew me and you knew my, my kind of nature. And I'm, I'm easy to joke with. You could say things to me that are offensive and I won't take it. I won't be offended by it. But for me getting to know you, I didn't know who you were. Oh, right. Uh -huh. So I'm like, I say something and I'm like, Oh man, that was weird. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then you keep telling me, to, to not say sorry. And over time, I have not said sorry. And even to this day, when I'm only texting you or, or messaging you, I don't say sorry. Like I will type out sorry and I'll be like, nope, not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, delete, 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 delete. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I was like about to buy you the book "Girl, Stop Apologizing" by Rachel Hollis. <laughs> I was like, I'll send you a free Audible credit. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it is true. I, I guess I didn't think about it from that perspective. Like you didn't have the background info on me, you know. So of course well, I, you didn't I'm know. Saying, like, yeah, I'm making jokes maybe that are off color jokes, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if she's going to be offended by this or not. Like, she could totally put this up on her, her Insta story right now. Like, look at this jerk, you know? <laughs> no. It's I, yeah, I know you, I, I, I know you wouldn't do that. I could, I always say that I often have like a, a sixth sense about people, even before I uh -huh. meet them, I can, I can just feel if they're a good person or not. And I don't know why I can or not, but I've always got that good feel from you. So there's definitely uh -huh. people I'm not, uh, I'm not offering up everything I'm offering up to, you know, with you. Right. Yeah. No. Right. Well, I, I've, I've enjoyed our discussions because I think that like we can sometimes go really deep, but I mean, you know, we kind of, I think we kind of bonded to over a situation. So there was a girl that Scraby was really into and, you know, <laughs> he would kind of give me the play by play. Right. I mean, you a know, you much, would, a little too much. To be well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and, and it's funny because at first I was really rooting for the relationship. I think at first I was like, okay, this is great. And like, you know, we would kind of bounce off like, you know, situations that happen during the day or your communication with her and stuff. And then her actions would really get me fired up. And I would think to myself like, man, this girl is just, you know, being unreasonable. And and then I think it was a little bit hard for you to see that, you know, which is nice. Like you were seeing the best in people and I was kind of seeing, you know, this other side of things. So I also remember talking to you, Scraby, about the guy that I went on a couple dates with that then one morning I woke up to, you know, just, mm. just a nice photo. <laughs> <laughs> with no context. Yeah. 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 Some nudes. So funny enough, I have, so full disclosure, I, I haven't told my listeners this yet, but 
I've kind of taken a step back from the dating apps and stuff right now. And I, I recently, you know, signed up to do these eight counseling sessions or therapy sessions just to try to like figure out what's going on with Aaron. And, and if there is something going on that I'm projecting or inside my, you know, little head right here, that's, you know, prohibiting me from, you know, finding a person or whatever, you know, and I feel like I'm always on a quest of like self-improvement and self-reflection and, you know, doing all that. But like we mentioned earlier, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for help. So with all that being said, I, I don't know what it was, but I, I got like a notification on Bumble and I'm like, oh, I haven't been on there swiping. So that's weird. So I went to go see it or whatever. And maybe it was like somebody I'd swiped on a long time ago, finally, yeah, you know, match me or whatever. And then while I had it open, I was like, oh, I'll swipe a couple mm. people just, you know, because I'm in there. The second person who pops up is this man who sent me that picture. Wait, wait, when did this happen? Uh, just yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Wow, this is really weird. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that We're weird? person in like at least six months <laughs> i know i know and he doesn't live really close but you know because i my radius is you know is uh, i've expanded 75 miles 75 no miles. It, it was like five but oh, i wow. uh, yeah oh yeah i have it not like minuscule not willing to not travel. willing to travel no i i mean a little bit more maybe in quarantine but like i said i haven't been on the app so anyways you know I had to swipe right to see what would happen, right? Oh, no. I know. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, that's terrible. Do you know what yeah, you do? So, you swipe so what do you think happened? Move on. I know. I, I should have. I think you matched, and I think this guy went right back to his dirty deeds. Well, he can't He can't say anything to me because it's on Bubble, oh, and I right. have to write first. Right. Yeah. Right. So I haven't said anything, but anyways, um, I digress. Match. You did match. <laughs> We did match. Yeah, we did match. So he's there ticking away. I'll probably just let it expire. But so like I matched with this man again and I really I saw the ugly side. Like I saw that, you know, the text message that I got with the wrath of his anger for of me not responding. Like I don't really, you know, want to deal with that. And like that was very aggressive for somebody who's, you know, we've only hung out a yeah. few times and and he whatnot on his part. It is oh totally or he felt uh shunned by you and so that probably doesn't happen often and he got his feelings hurt and so he had to come back with anger yeah yeah i would agree with that so i don't think i want to open myself back up to that but i i definitely was you know bummed out by that and i don't know why i mean i think i did just was just testing the waters but obviously you know he spent the night down here because you know like i didn't it said he was in hermosa Mm-hmm. yesterday right which is why he would be my five mile radius yeah. and then and then when i noticed i had a new match you know he's still here so i mean i'm sure he found somebody else to send that photo to too, right, so. i guess so i mean is he in your backyard or something yeah. <laughs> he could be, he could be. Like, he's actually upstairs you know no no oh my god no i i would never no i I, again i'm not going back down that path but but i will say so 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 this is interesting and i thought the timing was perfect so the notification that i got that had me open up the app was this nice guy who i matched with and I must not have, and mind you, I don't remember like when I swiped on him, right? Like it mm-hmm. wasn't yeah. anytime recent, but it, it, I noticed it. I didn't, re- I didn't write to him. I noticed that we matched. I didn't write to him. And then it, the time expired and he extended it. And so that to me is always a sign like somebody is actually really like wants to communicate with you. Like if they extend the time, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, right? I, I, I Like how much are you paying to get ex- time extensions? Well, I'm not doing that. I know, but how how much is? He- oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know what the cost cheap. is. Oh, really? Oh, I've looked into it because I I felt like some of those matching apps they I never matched with anyone. It was like the mm-hmm. craziest thing in the world, and it would really make me angry. It would really bother me. But anyway, I've looked into it, and I did it on Tinder a couple of years ago. Like a you buy like ten bucks for the month, and you get like a bunch of super boosts or something, and nothing really came of that. So I never bought anything again, but I think it's like fourteen ninety nine a for, month for, for to like extend. Bumble. Yeah, for, to like have 
so you can see who matches with you and then to extend it as well. So, I mean, but my mind immediately goes from what you've told me is this guy, this is his business. And so he's investing money into his business by being able to extend time and match with the people he wants to match with and do other things you can't do on the free account. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know nothing about the guy, but so, so he extends his time. And then late last night, I decided to respond back to him. And, you know, so on, on Bumble and all these apps, it will offer you help with an opener. And I was like, I don't need anybody's help. I'm going to send my own opener. That's the ego right there. (laughs) Right. I'm going to send my own opener. So this is what I say, which is this is nobody take this advice because this is not the thing that you should be sending. But after a couple white claws last night, this felt like the appropriate thing to lead with. And so I just said, Hey, whatever his name is, tequila or vodka. Guess what, Scraby? What? He's 16 years sober. And I lead with, like, I obviously ah. didn't pay attention to his. <laughs> profile you know it? what i mean well yes it did it said he didn't he it said that you know that he it had the wine glass and it said never but i didn't realize that until i reached out with this ridiculous opener like That's i mean hilarious. that was definitely the white claw talking so that so then i Well, okay. So that's what I want to know. So I responded and because he said, you know, he said something like, it's been 16 years since I had a drink. I'm sober. And then he put, you know, I'm taking one day at a time or whatever. And I was like, oh, I totally respect that. I think that's awesome. And I didn't apologize for my (laughs) bizarre opener. I just kind of like, was like, I'm just going to see where this goes because you and I have also talked about this and I want your thoughts because you've had people when you've said, I don't, you know, I, I'm not partaking anymore. I'm not drinking that then ghost you when you've been communicating. And up until that point, till that, you know, is, is revealed, everything's hunky dory. Yeah. So I thought to myself, like in that moment, I mean, yeah, I was a little bit embarrassed that I led with that when it clear, like his profile clearly stated that. And again, like I'm saying, I, I don't do not recommend any of the behavior I am discussing <laughs> right now, because I think this is just me being human and, you know, just, just telling you what's going on. So can a person like myself match and be a good pair with somebody who is sober? Well, you're gonna, you're not gonna like my answer because it's not going to be an answer, but it's a case by case basis thing. Like, Some people are very into the sobriety lifestyle and some people go to meetings every single day. Some people do the thing where they wake up at 5 a.m. and they they walk to the top of the mountain and they take their gratitude picture. Some people meditate, all that stuff. It really just depends on that person. Now, if someone, for me, where I wouldn't be able to handle it is when someone would be doing, be getting wasted on a constant basis. And, Mm -hmm. And when I would see it, like, like, I don't care if you have a glass of wine at night or something like that, or even two glasses of wine. It doesn't bother me. But when I'm starting to see you get drunk every night, then it would kind of bother me because then it, it, it to me, I mean, it causes a little bit of issues. But I, I would be able to date someone. I would be okay going to pick up my girlfriend from a bar, you know, if, if she she needed me to. I, I would be fine with that. And I would, but I couldn't do the wasted thing like all the time. I understand mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. I do. But I couldn't do it all the time. It would just weigh on me too much. Now, someone who's 16 years, I'm three and a half. If someone's 16 years, they have a pretty good foundation. Like that, mm-hmm. that's a that's a really good chunk of time. So I have a feeling that this particular person is not is not bothered by someone who has a glass of wine here or there. But you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's like an interesting dynamic. And it adds this extra layer because as you're getting to know somebody before you go and meet up, you know, there's just that little bit of apprehension, like, you know, like, okay, is, is my behavior going to be acceptable, you know, to them? Are they like, if I want to go order a drink or, you know, you feel like you're just unsure, like it's just a a different experience. Yeah. It's a hard place for you to be in because you don't know, you want to be respectful of, someone's the way someone's living their life and i completely understand how it would be hard for you to be like 
do I go get a drink right now? But my advice for you would be to ask, can I have a drink mm -hmm. in front of you? And, or can I have a drink? And if they say no, then respect it. And then you move on and you know that that's not going to work. But if they say yes, re respect it though. Like don't, don't take it too far. I went on a girl or a date with a girl way back when, right when I got sober and she was like wasted. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. like really kind of scary for me just because I was so new to everything and I was flying by the seat of my pants as it was. And to see someone getting so wasted was really bothersome. And not to say that you get wasted on dates. I, I don't know, but maybe you do. I'm just kidding. No, I was like, <laughs> not on dates. Maybe in my driveway with my friends. No, just kidding. But but yeah, I mean, I, so I think it's just like a little bit of uncharted waters and not really knowing how to navigate through that. And so I could see how, you know, so the weird thing for me is like the girl who you had been talking to, who you had been having good banter back and forth yeah. and like you you were like obviously progressing and developing something and then you shared that and then it was like she cold turkeyed I don't know how how she could do that after kind of getting to know you a little bit well, you know what I mean yeah I do here's the situation and and I, I matched with her we chatted for a little bit like you said everything was going great long responses from her quick responses from her none of this like wait eight hours to get a yes or something like that which is the worst thing in the world makes me angry but we'll we'll go for it we'll move forward the when then i said to her does it bother you i don't drink and and she said actually it does <laughs> and i said are you joking because <laughs> i thought it was a joke and she mm -hmm. said i'm not joking you know drinking is a big part of my life and and that's fine and everything uh but i was like well can we still meet up at least do you want to at least meet me and she was like she then it went to like the eight hours later thing. And she said, no, I'm good. And I was like, what? Yeah. this is so crazy. Like that, this one thing about my personality completely changed your view on me. And it did hurt. And it did make me really mad. I, this was what, like four or five months ago at this point. And I'm obviously over it now and I've learned from it. And now I'm not going to let my emotions get the best of me for some, for one person I've only talked to for two weeks. Right. Yeah. And I think at that point in time when you and I were chatting too, you know, this was pre-COVID and, and right. you know, I was suggesting to you like, you know, once you build that connection, like, like try to meet ASAP because mm -hmm. then it like, you don't build this friendship via text that yeah. then becomes awkward to try to meet up or goes like in this direction, you know what I, I mean? I think I would so. fall in that territory more of like, it, it's not that I'm nervous to go meet someone I, I i have a weird social anxiety that i i work on but it's still like meeting someone new is, is really tough for me I, it's really hard like mm -hmm. we've never actually physically met face to face you know and i would be okay with meeting you because we know each other at this point but like someone that i only know for two weeks it's really hard for me to want to go and and meet up i don't it's just it's something that is part of my personality that i'm trying to work on once you open that door to me i never shut up and i never mm -hmm. and i and you'll get to know me very well because i'll tell you everything you need to know and i'm too much and uh -huh. but it's just that first initial thing that really is tough for me so let's talk about that a little bit more because, you know, from, so, so one thing I, I really enjoy is I get the male perspective from you and I get this perspective of somebody who I may not normally like that personality type. I, that you have, like, I'm very much the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Which is funny too, because I was telling you about perception. And when I had my first session with the therapist mm -hmm. last week, she the her two closing comments were that I was she felt that I was confident and articulate and I thought oh my god like she I was like was she on the same phone call with me for the last forty five minutes because <laughs> <laughs> those are two words that I probably wouldn't describe myself as you know what I mean yeah, and true. I and I was kind of like okay but I think so as a woman if if you and I matched on an app 
And we were kind of talking back and forth. And I didn't recognize that you had, you know, I didn't know that you had a social anxiety. You know, I would almost think that the fact that you weren't asking me out meant that you weren't into me. And so I think that this is kind of like another loophole where it's, you know, you have to be just understanding and know that there's a lot of different factors and not always let your brain go to the negative. Like, oh, he's really not, you know, into me. He just wants to waste my time or he just wants to be pen pals. So so in your mind, what is the progression? Like you match with somebody on an app or you like, I'm assuming that's how you're meeting people. Yeah, for the most okay. part, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you match with somebody on an app and then what is your expectation from there after you, you match? Like in your mind, what it, how does that process look to get to a first date? That's a really, really good question. I think oh, I, I do appreciate the conversation leading up to things. Like I'm different in that way. I know a lot of guys don't like the conversation and if I'm if I'm feeling good about texting with someone, like I said, my sixth sense, if I feel good about it, I'll I'll, I'll be open and like it, it might doom me in a lot of respects but i am too open where i'll be like i'm a little nervous like i have a little bit of social anxiety like to go meet you for the first time so and usually that person will be like don't worry about it let's just go meet and and i'll talk myself into it but when i sometimes when i tell people that it's not received well it's received as weakness and that's oh, what i feel mm -hmm. like we need to get rid of but for you, I can completely understand why you would feel the way you would feel because that's normal human interaction. And it's, it's okay, this person doesn't want to meet up with me. What, what's wrong with me? What am I saying wrong? What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And so I understand your part of it. For a lot of my improvements, I have to understand the other side. I, I do. Mm -hmm. And to understand where you're coming from made me want to be more upfront and open about, you know, talking more over the texting and, and talking on the phone. I know that's a really old school thing. And, and, and a lot of the times with these apps too, like you said, their people are all over the place. And so sometimes you just legitimately can't meet up with someone because of the way schedules work out. Like I remember asking this girl, I asked her, do you want to go hang out? And she was like, yeah, I think I can meet up with you in like seven weeks. And I was like, I'm not <laughs> like, what? I'm not going to schedule seven weeks out from now. Cause who knows what the hell is going to happen in seven weeks, you know? Right, right, so, yeah. I don't know if that rambling had made any sense, but um, no, I, I, th I think it, I think it does. I think too, as you know, states start to open up, and you know, bars and restaurants start to open up, and you know, people are feeling more and more comfortable going out again. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the dating environment evolves, and you know, kind of like you know, what that looks like. Because I think in the past, you know, I had no problem going and meeting, you know, a random stranger, you know, but now that oh, we have this really safe. <laughs> I, know. I know I am. I like don't follow any of the rules. I'm like total stranger danger. Over here. Random strangers. If you're like, if you're meeting them on the app and you're meeting in a public place, so, like if you're going to like some desert location, then maybe you should be a little worried. But at the same time, they're not random strangers. Well, I mean, you, yeah, kind of. I mean, kind if, of, but if you have a back and forth. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm trying to get to the in-person. I'm trying to get to the in-person pretty quick. You know what I mean? Because I don't want, like, I, I've learned my lesson. I've had those long text back and forth conversations and you then kind of become reliant on it and it right, and it, be right. it becomes an energy i don't want to say suck cuz that has a negative connotation but you know you're you're putting forth energy into something that you don't even know if the person is representing themselves i mean you're obviously building a dialogue it's it's like love is blind right you're yeah. building a dialogue and you're it, yeah. you're building love me it. too you're you're building a rapport and a foundation without really meeting with the person. But how many times have you then, you know, not that everything is also about aesthetic, but there's, you know, been several times, you know, for not just myself, but like a lot of my girlfriends who go on a first date and the person doesn't look like their profile picture, you know, maybe they used an old picture, maybe, you know, it was before they gained some weight or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so I don't know. I mean, the whole the whole online thing is definitely like, it's, it's just like the internet. It has its pluses and its minuses. You know yeah, what I mean? And I you do. have to kind of like 
pick and choose um, what you're okay with and and then what you're not. And and yeah, I mean, so so for me, you know, like I said, I've kind of taken a step back because I want to continue to do some work on myself. Which you and should, fi- which you should. Like, yeah. not, not, that's not me saying you need it or anything. I'm, I'm sitting here saying you, you should do it. You should do <laughs> it. Like you need it. You need it. But no, no, like it's good. I feel like this whole last four months has really been a period of time for everyone to figure themselves out. And I'm glad that you're taking advantage of something that your work is offering you because a lot of people don't. A lot of people have that stigma about getting help or talking to someone. Mm. And there's there shouldn't be a stigma. There really shouldn't. It's tough for, I don't know why I've always felt this way, but I've always been that open book, even on the radio, even when I'm in San Diego on you know, the home of the Padres, I'm, I'm talking about things of you know me not drinking and I'm telling stories about me going on dates and it just never bothered me to be that open. I feel like people get entertainment and joy out of it, but there, then there's some people I talk to and they're like, why would you ever say that on the radio? Why would you ever say that? And I was like, what? You know, because I say so much <laughs> that it doesn't right. phase me. There are a few things sometimes where I go home and I'm like, hmm, probably shouldn't have said that. But I move on. It's out there. It's gone. It's in the universe. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think that there's probably anything that you could share that would be that off color. But, you know, what I do think is someone like yourself, and I think also I'm very vulnerable and I've shared, I've shared you know, a lot and, and always mm-hmm. am an open book. It, but you don't know who you're speaking to, right? You don't know who's listening and you don't know who it could help and you don't know who might need to hear the message or who might need to know like, oh, like I just experienced that myself and I'm not alone or, you know, yeah. oh, like she's going through that or he's going through that also. And yeah. so I think there is comfort in in that. And also I think that, you know, in a podcast situation, like, you know, you've shared a lot, like you did episodes on your podcast about mental health. Mm-hmm. And and that was very much peeling back the layers and being an open book. And I think too, like, it's just nice to know that it's like somebody's Instagram feed, right? You have some people who have these perfect, pristine Instagram yeah. feeds. And you're like, whoa, like their life, like nothing must go wrong in their life. Their life is perfect. You know, they've got... Yeah. They've got the, you know, relationship. They've got the, you know, nice car. They've got the whatever it is. And then you have other people who just kind of, you know, put it all out there like and and they're like, this is me today. I, I'm struggling, you know. This yeah. is me having a breakdown. This is this is real life. And I'd much rather identify with a person that's real and raw and honest than somebody who's, you know, Putting up a false, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's really easy to be someone fake on Instagram. It really is. Like, who was that woman earlier this week that they caught trying to drill in the uh, plywood in Santa Monica? Did you see this? No. Oh, uh, you have to see this video. It's just this woman who drives up in, like, her Mercedes. And they found out who she was. She was some, like, social media influencer. And she pulled up to, like, this guy who was drilling plywood over windows and she got out of the car, goes, excuse me, sir, can I hold that? Her boyfriend or whatever comes out, <laughs> takes a picture of her holding the drill like she's drilling in plywood. And then she gets out and some passerby is filming all this from the curb because they're like, can you actually believe this is happening right now? And it blew up because LeBron James decided to uh-huh. tweet the video of this woman and say, uh-huh. are you kidding me? Like, this is what we're doing. And... And so, of course, the, the the dark part of the internet means this, this this woman's life is probably now over because she has no social presence anymore. And I remember her tagline on her, her Twitter account was uh, something along the lines of, just a girl trying to find the truth. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, so, wow. So you can have that lifestyle. And, and I've never, like, on my social media, I know it's important to to have a strategy and a plan but i'll just post whatever i think is funny and however i feel that day some days i wake up and i'm like i want to post something inspirational and some days i feel lame when i'm trying to be inspirational some days i don't even post the inspirational stuff that i want to post because i feel because i'm kind of a glass half empty guy 
and mm-hmm. it annoys me when I see inspirational posts. It sounds so stupid, but it annoys me. Like I'm like annoyed by people posting inspirational things, and the annoyance only lasts a few mi- few seconds when until I move past it. But my first instinct is to be annoyed, which is so strange. <laughs> yeah, so, that's in- that's interesting that it has that effect on you. It's more of like it's not a it's not an annoyance of the person. It's an annoyance of of how simple happiness can really be like it it, i i guess i've never really thought about it but it is really one of those things where i try to i try to stay even keel i try Mm -hmm. not to be someone i'm not i try not to post things that aren't me or Mm -hmm. anything really insensitive or anything like that so i i do it's weird how you have to think about what you post these days like before when maybe we were 2010 I didn't post anything bad, but a lot of people did. And all those tweets and stuff are coming back to get him years later. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. But it totally changed. in like the I was talking to my friend about it, it's totally changed in social media and how we used to post not knowing that people were going to screenshot these in the future. And now anybody who does it now and things come out from like 2018, you fully know what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. so those are your true thoughts. I think, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah. So Yeah. So just like on social media with, you know, representing yourself either authentically or not, I mean, I think people on dating apps, you know, it's kind of like you're giving a highlight reel of your life or trying to and trying to kind of like showcase who you are and your hobbies or your, you know, likes, I guess, through Mm -hmm. photos. But it's so difficult. I mean... I don't know. The more and more I like think about it and the more and more I'm off of them, the more I really appreciate like an authentic meetup and, and you know, in-person encounter. Yeah. I can you know, so, sure. okay. So I want to know, give me just a couple things off the cuff that you think women should know, you know, like how a man would... You know what I mean? Just just give me some advice for some things to lead with or what I can do to kind of make myself more memorable on one of these apps, you know? It's a great question. It, that is an awesome question. I, I would say be unique in asking something interesting about their pictures or whatever they have in their bio. Like I used to have a picture up of a me and this big fish I caught. I caught like a 140-pound fish in Alaska. And, and Here's a memorable thing. Someone replied to me with, uh, what kind of fish was that? And that was memorable because then that's how we got our conversation going and everything like that. So being unique is in taking, caring about that person and their profile. If you really think that you want to go, if you really want to have a better chance at getting into their messages, you know, because sometimes I know a lot of guys that just have a bunch of messages and they don't even check. Mm -hmm. But just just take wait guys do that uh, yeah <laughs> and, and you know what let me i just don't believe some of the, my guy friends either because talking about being honest I, i'm honest i don't have any unread messages on my tinder right now <laughs> but my right. guy, my guy friends are like oh yeah i got like 10 or 15 i'm like okay you're a cool guy yeah really yeah cool. yeah anyway i would just say yeah like care about that person and and ask them a question that you it shows that you took the time to look into them and you took the time to understand them instead of just saying, how are you? Cause mm-hmm. that, that goes nowhere with me. When you, when I see a, how are you? It's like, good. How are you? Okay, great. Like now we're in this, this weird texting. How are you back and forth to each other? I would agree with that. I, I yeah, it's very awkward when you get that in the, yeah. And then no, you're no, like, I, wait, and you're waiting like 24 hours hours for somebody to respond back how they how are, are and like who knows how many you right. know different emotions yeah. they've experienced in that time period yeah. and then it's like when they finally do respond and they don't reply back with anything else then you're like okay now we're back at square one like here, you know what i mean here's like something i i do ask people is whatever day it is say it's like a tuesday i'll ask them what's a typical tuesday night for you and oh okay and, and then it gets into like, 
oh, well, on Tuesday, you know, I get home from work at this time. And then you kind of learn about their life a little bit. Like, what's a typical mm-hmm. Saturday night for you? You'll find out real quick what it's <laughs> if you're going to be right for this person by telling you what your their typical Saturday night is. Usually, if they say party, I'm out. But if they're like, oh, you okay, know. okay, so you're out. And then what do you? So how do you? How do you leave it? It's a great question. You don't ghost it. You just say, oh, that's really cool, <laughs> something like that. And then if they ask another question, they do. But if they don't, I'm not headed back to it. You know? Oh, okay, so you don't like unmatch them right away. No, no, nothing like that. Like, okay. No, yeah. nothing like that. But yeah, I learned a lot about people from asking them what their typical Tuesday night is. It's really yeah. actually interesting the responses because you'll tell you can tell easily who the psychotic person is. Ooh, what does the psychotic person do? Oh well, I was at work today, and then this guy told you know, this guy told me this, and then someone asked me to do this, and I'm like, okay, I don't need all your problems right now. That's like, I guess I asked you about your Tuesday night, and this is what you do on your Tuesday night, but it's not for me. <laughs> Got it. Oh, interesting. So just like full on open like verbal vomit. Like I'm fine with that. I really am because I am a verbal vomiter. <laughs> if, if you could say that, I am a verbal vomiter, <laughs> but. I, I, I think that there's a there's some things you need to hide for a little bit before you go in. Before you do before, you yeah, rip the band-aid off. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. Because if I say uh, what's my typical Tuesday night, like my typical Tuesday night is I get off work around eight, eight thirty, I get home around nine, I go to sleep at ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my typical Tuesday night. What's your typical Friday night like? I get off work at <laughs> nine, get go to bed at ten, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now this is great. I mean, I appreciate it. Like I'm going to have to pick your brain more because just knowing like from the male perspective is hugely helpful. You know what it, I mean? It, and yeah. it makes me, it makes me really kind of evaluate the way I've been, you know, handling the apps and, and also conversations. And, you know, you kind of brought up some very valid points with me just being me and outgoing and bubbly and, you know, don't, reaching don't out to people. Don't think it as a bad thing. Please don't. No, I, Please I, don't. I don't think it as a bad thing. I I didn't tell you the next one that I was considering doing oh, gosh. because it's it's a little bit <laughs> embarrassing. But yeah, there, there was another person who came up and, and I'm telling you, I'm trying. So the reason why I'm trying to explore outside the box or outside, you know, the normal realm of like a dating app or whatnot is because I think too, like a lot of times, if you look back on like the history of who I've dated, it's a lot of times it's people that I've worked with, right? Because you spend mm-hmm. the most time yeah. in your job and you and I have discussed that that doesn't really, it's not doesn't work. the best. Yeah. It's not the best idea, but I was like, okay, if, if it's not my job, where else do I spend a lot of my time or where else would I want to be spending a lot of my time? And so that's where I'm like, okay, you know, like that gentleman like lived in the neighborhood, right? He's on, Mm. he's on whatever. So I'm like, he's here, he's local, which must mean, you know, he values the same things I do or else he wouldn't want to live close to the beach, right? Which means he probably lives like an active lifestyle, which I can tell by, you know, his social media feed. And then, you know, you kind of take it from there, right? And so this other person though, that I was like, I did not reach out to him, okay? But I I have like I'm in a I'm in a Facebook group about oh my god I can't even say it I'm in a Facebook group about like dieting. Oh okay, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, and he was like a new member of the group, and I like was you know I saw his photo and I was like oh he's you know like attractive or whatever, and then I went and stalked him, and I was like oh you know, but how awkward would that be if I was like hey uh, I noticed that you're trying to get your health into. <laughs> you know, a better place. And no, here, um, I got your in. I got your in. Oh, you do? Okay. Find a post that you really like from that person. Is that something that you can do? Like they posted something that catches your eye? He So he hasn't posted anything in the group yet. He's just been like added to the group and people were welcoming him. And when I clicked on his Facebook, he he has so many friends that, you know, he's over the threshold. Did you know that they have 5,000, right? Yeah. So he, he is at whatever. So I couldn't even be friends with him if I wanted to. I know. Well, I do think you, I guess you wait for them. But here was my brilliant idea that just got shot down because okay. it doesn't work. But you, you find one of their posts and uh-huh. that you like, and you make up a question about it. You know, if he says, uh, I don't uh-huh. know, I'm just in general dieting 
And he said, you know what? The other day I was craving something and I, I did this and I didn't crave it anymore. And then you can ask him, what made you think of craving or what made you think of doing this? And then you, uh -huh. get, you get going there and then you're in and then you can see if you like that guy. So you would, you would have slid in the DMs to do that? After a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, think that's how I don't know. Met. I like that. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I've really only had one scenario where, where the person just never responded and never, he, I don't even know, you know how like on Instagram, it will show you if they read your message or not. Yeah. It, his messages never said read. So I don't think he's, he's seen it, but you know, that was a pretty ballsy move. He is like a former football player and like went on to have a little bit of an acting career. But he's I, on Bumble. He like you, you know. So I'd seen him. Tell me this name off, off, off microphone. Offline. Okay, I will. But yeah. So, but he never responded. But that's really been my only experience where the person hasn't acknowledged it whatsoever. And I mean, who cares? I mean, what do I have to lose, right? Like, I, I mean, that's nothing. Also true. That is also uh, true. And I've, I've lived a little bit in that regards lately. Of what do I have to lose? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Lose. You yeah. know what I have to lose is. Wondering 10 years from now why I didn't do more. That's what I have to lose is to look back. So why not yeah. go for it? And then yeah. I'll just sit in my my room and play video games for that's a typical Saturday night for me. So so it's no big deal, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> no well, big deal. Well, Scraby, this has been so much fun. It's just nice to catch up with you. It, yeah. It's just nice to hear the male perspective. Like you know, if people want to follow you or want to ask you, you know, about, you know, yeah. anything from sobriety to dating to any of that, how do they find you? It's at Matt Scraby, M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A-B as in boy, Y. And the reason I'm kind of smiling when I say that is because it's become a thing on other things. When I spell out my name, I always have to say B as in boy, Y, because people think it's Scravy with a V. Or the little kids call my mom Mrs. Gravy, like the oh my God. potatoes <laughs> gravy. So at M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A, B as in boy, Y. And Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just feel free to, if you want to reach out, reach out. I'm very open. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Gravy. It's thank been so much me. fun. And I'm still going to bother you via text. Please so. do. Please do. <laughs> and I'm still going to apologize a million times. So. No, you won't. I'm buying yeah. you that book. <laughs> You might you might have to wait a long time. Thanks for tuning in to You're Such a Catch. As always, I appreciate the support. If you feel so inclined, please drop a rate or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast player you tune in on. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a little soul searching with where this podcast journey might be taking me. It's already been one hell of a ride. But without you, my YSC girl gang, this journey wouldn't be nearly as fun. Let's continue to grow our community. Reach out. Let me know your thoughts, opinions, suggestions. You can track me down at Erin at You'reSuchACatch.com or at You'reSuchACatch on all social media platforms. Until next week, reach out to the dude on the next door app. Everyone is doing it. It's all the rage. Oh my God. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs>